Our Aloha Warriors, Joshua Loya, a.k.a. Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. I have with me uh, a woman who has an amazing story, super tons of positivity, and uh, Angie Sanders, how are you? Hi, I am golden. How are you? <laughs> doing well, doing well. Uh, so it's so funny, like I... So we were. I was just in a um, an on it challenge. Um, mad props to all the semifinalists who made it through. I did not, but all doesn't mean I'm not going to try again later. They are absolute um, beasts. Yeah, <laughs> like no, some like, of those absolute savages, though. Yeah, sure. everybody who participates, whether you're a semifinalist or a semifinalist, I can talk. I promise. Um, or or a finalist that you're yeah. you're a beast. Like if you take on the on it six challenge, you are a beast. <laughs> yeah, my wife is actually going through the same program I did, even though she didn't do the challenge with me. She's she's like, well, fuck it. I saw what he did. Let's 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 make this thing happen. So you did body um, weight, right? I did, yeah. Because mostly because nice. I didn't have the the. It's like well. I needed to recoup a little bit. My shoulders are kind of jacked up. Let me not start slinging hel- kettlebells and, and other things around and, and get myself further injured. So <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, it's probably a better way to go. Yeah. Body weight um, th- was the one that I did for the first challenge. Um, I, I've been through three and I did body weight the first time thinking, oh yeah, this will be easy. It's body weight. How hard can it be? <laughs> I, Speed kills is not a hyper hyperbolic uh, phrase. No, no. In fact, it's probably the most um, authentic way to describe. You know, it's like that is not false advertising. Yeah, speed right. kills. You will die. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, so one of the things I I, I noticed immediately. So I, I jumped in, and. Um, so coach John was, was, I think in the middle of moving this challenge and he, he kind of recruited you to help, uh, encourage yep. all of us who were doing the challenge and your positivity in that first little interview he had you when he, you went live in the group. It's like, all right, there's something here. And then I just <laughs> kept seeing your, 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 your posts. And literally I knew nothing about your story, um, at all, which we'll, we'll absolutely get into it. Cause it, like, honestly, I, when I finally read the article that that Anand put up on you, I'm like, oh dang, she's been through <laughs> some stuff. Um, like a little bit. <laughs> the, uh, so it was a positivity. I was like, all right, that's 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 a cool person. And then um, you, before I knew anything, uh, you had said, and I I don't want to misquote you, so you can correct me. You said because um, you you have a background in CrossFit. I think yeah. you had said um, that you had wish you had found. Uh, CrossFit before your weight loss surgery. Does, did yes. you say something like that? Or do I, I am sure I misquoting did. you? No, no, you're not misquoting me at all. I have said that. Um, okay. Right. Because I I had a gastric bypass in May in 2013. I'd actually been fighting the doctors on it for 10 years. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do that, you know, because I thought that, you know, I could do it on my own. And um, at that time, like, I didn't know anything about lifting, working out. I knew nothing. I knew I could walk around the block and that's sure. it. And I, I, I ended up not sticking with it like at all. I'd get, I, I honestly, what it was is I would get bored and I'm like, I'm done doing this. I'm good. You know? And that I went years that way. It and can then, be monotonous if you're doing kind of traditional stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it can. And I'm the type yeah. of person that I need to be mentally stimulated while my body is doing its thing. Otherwise I get bored and I don't want to do it. And, um, 
when I was did the gastric bypass. I thought that was my last ditch effort, you know, my last thing of me being able to finally, you know, not go to a g- early grave. And, um, right. Yeah. I mean that that's what happens. I mean, the people who are overweight, like I was, we don't have a long shelf life. Our expiration date is sooner rather than later. And, um, I didn't want to, so I thought that I could do the gastric bypass, but I knew it was a tool. Like, I didn't go into it thinking it was a cure. I'm all like, I will find that And you had the right mindset. You're like, this isn't going to fix everything, but this is going to get me to where I can see what's next. Yeah, yeah. It will help me get to a point where I can can, um, move you know, basically, because like when you're 500 pounds, it hurts. So to wait, just wait, stop. Stand. You're glossing over that you were 500 pounds. That's that's not nothing. It was I I didn't. Well, OK, honestly, if I'm going to be totally honest, I have no idea how much I weighed at my heaviest because there wasn't a scale at the doctor's office that would weigh me. Um in fact, my doctor had recommended that I go to a feed store to weigh myself. And I'm all like. I'm not going to go to a feed store and be like, excuse me, where are your big scales? You know, (laughs) I need to see how much I weigh. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. But no. Um, And so when I decided to go ahead and get the gastric bypass, I, you had to like prove to those doctors that you could lose weight. So you had to lose a small percentage. And so um, I, my first weigh-in before the gastric bypass, I had been losing weight for a little bit, and I was 487. That was the first time I'd ever weighed on um, the scale at the doctor's office. And I was excited that I was 487 because finally I didn't have to go <laughs> to the uh, feed store, you know? <laughs> So, you know, like who who's happy wow. when they're 487? It really puts certain things into perspective, you know? No um doubt. you know, it's like I remember, you know, how excited I was when I hit 350. That that was a thing. Um <laughs> but yeah, I discovered a CrossFit and it was so much fun. I know I just like basically glossed over everything, but um, we can always circle back. That's fine. Yeah. But, um, when I found CrossFit, it ticked all my boxes. It challenged me. It, um, made me dig deep inside myself and really made me fight for just everything that felt right. Um, I enjoy moving my body. That's one of the things, like even at my heaviest, I always enjoyed doing, um, like people kept trying to tell me to go on disability because I was heavy enough and obese enough to get on disability. But I was of the mindset. It's like, I'm, I can move around. Like I can still walk. I can still do this. I'd, you know, like leave the, the money for the people who need it. I can take care of me. So I've always had that independent mindset of wanting to do things for myself. And um, I've always loved to dance. Like 
always like that. No, that's and you, my you put thing. on your uh, your fairy wings. You're dancing around. Yeah, your, yeah. Your, your mace and stuff. Oh go, yeah. Go check Angie's in, Instagram. She, she'll put up like a little thing of her like dancing around. Like nobody's watching, although See, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. You know, it, and, and that's the thing. It's like I do dance like nobody's watching because I just like moving my body. Like like even even John will tell you that I dance between weight sets. Like he has seen it. <laughs> he has even said it on. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He like he he said it like I think actually in the live that um we were on, I I don't remember, but I know he said it before that he's all like, Yeah, yeah she's I, I think dancing I've heard between him, him say that for sure. Yeah. Um though I will also say deadlifting with John Wolf in the room, you make sure your form is on point. I'm just <laughs> <sh> saying. <laughs> It's like he's not even paying attention. He's too busy doing his mobility. But I'm like, that's I I can't have crappy form with John Wolf. I'll make room. sure my 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 form yeah. is on point before I visit the on it gym. So yes, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. But <laughs> to get back to what your question was, um, yeah. If I had found CrossFit before the gastric bypass, I wouldn't have gotten the gastric bypass. Um, nothing against people who have gotten the gastric bypass. Yeah, it's, that was that secondary question. I was wondering what no. your general feeling is on gastric bypass and weight loss surgery in general might be. Um, I, you know what, if you need that extra help, get the help. You know, you're still doing something for your... To, that you think that you need to do to improve your health. And, you know, right. weight loss surgery is not something that is usually taken lightly. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that's the rule and that, you know, I'm sure that there are people out there who would abuse the tool, but it is another tool and it helped me. Could I have done it without? Yes. Would it have taken longer? Yes. That's okay. But those of us who have had gastric bypass or... Uh, the band and or the other band yeah. or the yeah. gastric sleeve you that doesn't it, it, that's a whole nother level of work a lot of people poo poo on people who get the guy you know the bariatric surgery because they're like oh they're cheaters no they're just signing up for a different kind of work it is still yeah. hard work to live in a post bariatric life because you have you to have to plan your meals out way more now i'm sure uh-huh. And you have to make sure that you get your vitamins. Um, like the reason my hair is thin is because my body does not absorb the, uh, the nutrients it needs. So I have to make sure I take my vitamins. But even then, it's still not enough. I also have um, iron deficiency anemia that almost killed me, you know? And yeah, I remember reading that about you. you like, I think you almost like... Passed yeah, almost, out during like CrossFit games or something no, like that? Or? No, um, no, I, no, I actually, I'm that person that, okay, okay, okay. That's a whole nother story in itself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we can go back to that. No, it wasn't sure. the CrossFit. No, I, I, I almost passed out at church. It was like totally like. It was crazy, but I'll get some, I'll some come Pentecostal back to that. slain in the spirit. No, I just really passed out. Like, <laughs> no, really? No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, so what happened was <laughs> I'll, I'll long story short this. Um, I got sick in October of, I want to say 20, 
18 and nobody knew what it was. And I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And then fast forward to December, I can barely work out twice a week because I'm just exhausted. Nobody knows what's going on with me. I've had all sorts of tests and I was just at this point, I'd given up. Right. And because I had all these expensive tests and nobody could tell me what was wrong with me. And then I go to church uh, one day and it's actually the Sunday before Christmas of that year. And um, I can't hardly even, like I could barely walk from my apartment to my car, from my car. Like I probably should not have been driving. I'm going to be totally honest about that because walking from the parking lot to the church door, that's, less than a hundred feet. Okay. I almost passed out. And like, I almost passed out walking to the, from the foyer of our church to the spot where I would sit at church for the service. And so I'm not okay. Finally, after church, people are like, look, we're taking you to the hospital. And I'm like, what? I don't need to go to the hospital. They're like, no, you look like death. We are taking you to the hospital. You sit right here. Uh, we're pulling the car around. You're going to get in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so fast forward, going to the hospital, like I had no wait time at the ER either. Like they took one they, look at they, me. One look, they're like, get they're in like, here. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you, you belong in here. You, I had a bed in less than five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so they take blood and, um, they come back and they're like, so we, and one, there's two people actually come in one of them with the test results. The other one has a unit of blood in their hands are like, so we know why you're tired. We know why you don't feel good. Your hemoglobin levels are extremely low. And I had no idea what this means. Uh, Basically, what's normal for normal people is to have your hemoglobin levels at a a level 13. I don't know the exact sciencey stuff about it, but it's there. And then what mine was when I was admitted was a 3.1. They were bare- Just a little bit of a difference. (laughs) Yeah, I was literally running on fumes. Uh, What hemoglobin does for people who don't know is it takes oxygen to the rest of your body. Your body requires iron to make hemoglobin. So not only was I low on hemoglobin, I find out that my little hemoglobin cells are tiny. Like, like they're supposed to be a certain size to be healthy and they were anything but. Um, so the lab was surprised I was even conscious talking like they, they, the nurses would come in. They're like, yeah, we're, they were surprised you're even able to stand, uh, much less be coherent and have conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, but I spent three days in the hospital. Um, they were just literally pumping other people's blood into me. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, so I had seven units of blood and two units of iron. By the way, your body, a human body only holds 10 units. And I had seven pumped into me. That took me from a 3.1 to an 8.1. Like I wasn't even even normal. normal. I was still low, but yeah, I was still low, but they released me three days later at an 8.1. They're like, look, this is still low where we would still be considering transfusions, but you know what? You're, you're, you're okay. You know? So they let me go. Um, (laughs) so I spent Christmas in the hospital that year. Um, but again, that's just one of the complications that somebody with bariatric surgery has to deal with 
It's like we have a completely different battle that we sign up for when we decide to go bariatric surgery. So we're not cutting any corners. So when you got your, when you had all this stuff going on, like in your, with the you know, crazy, like almost dying from iron deficiency, right. um, how much counseling did you have? Obviously you don't regret having have had the surgery in the sense that it, you know, in the one sense, okay, maybe you wish you would have found something else first, but it was a good choice. How much counsel did you have that you might have to face these kind of risks and, and challenges post-surgery? I didn't get a lot of counseling. Um, I know that when you're an insurance patient, that the insurance companies make you go through a lot more counseling. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah, they're worried about like uh, <laughs> litigiousness and stuff. Yeah, More like also a psychological stuff because you're literally having a doctor go in and uh, – this is going to be extremely graphic, but they're literally butchering your insides. Like they are cutting things up. They're rearranging the way that, you know, um, don't let me complain about my pending hernia surgery ever again, by the way. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's like they, they go in and they, you know, they, they do it lap, lap laparoscopically. I probably just butchered the pronunciation of that. Um, Oh, that was perfect. Actually, that's what my doctors called it anyway. So, Oh, cool. I might be a doctor after all. But anyway, um, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's a love doctor. A love I, I, doctor. Okay. I love you. No, um, <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the question. Um, I didn't get a lot of counseling. Um, I was also a cash patient. It was pretty much, hey, you understand that you're going to have to take vitamins your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, they did not specify that I would have to like go in and make sure that I had to watch how much iron and what uh, make sure that I was taking iron. Um, but right. even then, the part of your intestine where the minerals and vitamins and stuff like that are absorbed is bypassed. So you got to watch so your the blood. absorption. You absorption of the vitamins you take is probably limited even still. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, my, my hematologist, um, he, the, when I left the hospital, they gave me a prescription for iron pills, like high dose, like more than you could get in the, uh, over the counter. And so I was taking them and I went to go see my hematologist and he was asking me all these questions because apparently when you take too much iron, there are certain symptoms that sure. your body exhibits that says, hey, you're taking too much. You should probably stop. I wasn't showing any symptoms at all. So my doctor's like, look, you're just not absorbing it. Stop taking them. And um, so I have to get my blood checked every so often and to make sure that my iron levels are where they need to be. And if they're not, then I do sit in a nice little chair and they pump iron directly into my veins. Yeah. I was um, wondering if you had to get infusions regularly yeah. with all of this. Um, I, well, now that I don't have insurance now because of the global pandemic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been a little harder to get my blood checked. Um, but I know a guy, you, you know, a guy. <laughs> yeah. You help me out there. It's like, yeah, yeah you've got iron in your blood. You're so good. Go down, go, go down this road, turn left at that alley, meet him at know. the docks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, 
but I feel okay. I know I remember how I felt when my iron levels were low and, um, I do still take vitamins that have iron in it. A funny thing, if you take the Flintstones chewables with iron, you're doing okay. So <laughs> like if you're, if you're on a budget and you've had bariatric surgery and you don't know what to do, Flintstones chewables vitamins, they're alive. Strong and growing, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Even for a big old power lifter crossfitter like me. <laughs> And you but, had like some some beasts of accomplishments like post surgery like oh, yeah. I like I'm sure that like you know for a lot of people they get into like a healthy you know weight for them they're not like but they're not reaching for that beast mode that you are and like that's the thing is not only did you have the surgery then you went on and you just like I remember like I've you've posted multiple times like I found out I can deadlift this much today. <laughs> This much for this many reps, right? (laughs) Yes. And and I I don't know how common that is for other people post-surgery that they're like just killing it because they're probably just trying to maintain. Maybe that's a projection. I don't don't know too many people who've had surgery, but... I I don't run across a lot of people um, who have had bariatric surgery. Um, I mean, I know they're out there because I... I I see them online, but in my circle of people that I regularly work out with or regularly see like at the gyms that I go to, um, I don't see a lot of people who have had the bariatric surgery. So I, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm maybe a little bit of a rare breed, um, that, and I know I've got a, um, I'm extremely competitive. So CrossFit was like, (laughs) You're like, oh, hey, I like this. And me, I'm just all like, I very much am, all right, I can lift this much. I want to lift more. What do I got to do to lift more than that? And that's just how yeah. my brain works sure. is like, I'm not satisfied with a 250 deadlift. You know, I'm not satisfied being able to deadlift 200 pounds over 10 times. You know, like I... I want more. And that's just me personally. Again, I can't really speak for other people um, who have had the bariatric surgery, but I I do know that most people, when they get the bariatric surgery, they're trying to save their life. And when they get to something that is sustainable for them, they do, you know, they do try to maintain because that's what they want. They just want to live. And um, me, I'm alive and this is how I choose to live. You know, <laughs> for sure. It sounds like it, it. It it reminds me of a of a quote. Um, uh, David Goggins, who is a like crazy specimen. Uh, in terms of willpower, he said, "You know, I'm not ju- I'm not crazy. I'm just not you." Yeah, is, is his is one of his quotes. And I'm like, you know what? For some people, they'd look at you and be like, "Angie, what are you doing? You, you're yeah, she's just- insane." <laughs> but but this is how you thrive. I mean, and then I get the same thing. You know, like you know, I'm I'm blind and and I'm. The doctor did give me a green light to surfing is one of the things I can do. I went surfing for like three hours this morning and, you know, like, dude, why don't you just chill out? Like, you're blind. You shouldn't be surfing anyway. I'm like, well, yeah, but this is how I choose to live. You know, it's It's like like, I couldn't do this. Yeah. It's like, why shouldn't you be surfing? Just, you know, if you can do it. Because it makes you uncomfortable. It It makes you uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, like, I'm not making you surf blind. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm not making anybody else pick up all the weights. You know, I encourage it because I know what it's done for me and it's my platform to help empower other people. Um, 
But like, if it's not your thing, I'm not going to look down on you. There are other things that could be your thing. This is just happens to be mine, you know? Um, yep. And so, yeah, I use it to encourage other people. I love the like fitness and health. Um, like my, but now that I have my life, I kind of want to, my mission is to pay it forward, so to speak. And, um, you know, I want to help other people who are currently where I was, you know, who may think that it's too late for them or, um, or they may not even know how to start, you know, uh, they may not think that they're fighting, um, fears of being judged and things like that. And I'm one of them, but I've made it to where I am and I can help them. I can like help pick them back up and be like, look guys, y'all can do this sure. too. If I can do it, you can do it. And here, let me help you. Sounds like the makings of a podcast. If you don't have one, I, absolutely I don't have a podcast. You to start one. Just, <laughs> just saying. I, I don't even know I how know, to we, do a podcast. You, you, I've only been on podcasts. Um, <laughs> well, we will. Well, we, we, I, I can put you in with a guy. Um, you know a guy? But, uh, Does he live in a that's dock? That's not like a guy at the docks. I knew a guy. <laughs> no, he, he, he lives in Texas and he's going to, you know, uh, produce this thing that we're on. Um, what? But in all Crazy. seriousness, like, well, actually, that was serious too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, how, re- like, receptive, um, and maybe it's just the, the weird sort of silos of where I've been looking in the internet because, um, trying to find for my own sake, I was making some, some life changes and and choices in terms of diet and healthy habits. And, um, you know, uh, not going to lie. I, I use the pandemic to maybe have a a few too many drinks every night for like a month. You know, know, I I think that first month of the pandemic, um, nobody knew what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had, I had a surf contest that ended on March 14th. Yeah, that was the day of my uh, powerlifting competition. Um, now, was this like a like a powerlifting thing, through, like a CrossFit thing, or just like a you're run of the mill kind of powerlifting situation? It was a, a, a legit um, powerlifting competition that on it was actually hosting. That's actually one of the reasons why I decided to go ahead and join it or sign up for it because I'd never done a powerlifting competition right. before. And I'm all like, well, I'm on my home turf. I'm comfortable in this gym. I can lift in this gym, you know? And um, sure. it, was act- it was actually one of the trainers who uh, she saw me squatting 185 for reps and she's like, you should probably sign up for this competition. And I'm all like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> you think I can lift? I think I'm strong so you, enough. So you're re- just so you know, you're you are regularly squatting my my kind of average body weight, my walking <laughs> around weight. So yeah, I you know what, weight eighty five. It's not quite warm up weight, but it's almost there. You know, um, <laughs> no, sorry, um, no, no, my warm up squat starts at one thirty five, and that's just like, oh, I just need to get my blood moving. Just need to move my body a little bit. Let's throw one thirty five <laughs> on the bar. Let's just- and there are people listening that are like, I squat sixty. <laughs> They're like, I weigh one thirty five, and I'm like, I could squat you for reps. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll, but I'll, uh, if if you come out to California, you can you can hold on to my buddy Shay, who was out there surfing with me, because that's about where he is. So, all right, all right, and then we can film it and be like, "See, she wasn't lying." <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so no, it was a real uh, powerlifting competition. It, it was actually on March 14th. Uh, like we were, or was it 13th? I don't know. It was that Saturday. Uh, that, that the last, very, yeah, that was the, 14th. the very yeah, last weekend that anything happened was the power lifting. Before the like, world died. Yeah, and before like, the or, world. Or went to sleep or whatever. Yeah, before it went. Yeah, because <laughs> that next Tuesday, I didn't have a job again. You know, like I, I like my job was gone that Tuesday. Like I was powerlifting on Saturday. Yeah. I was jobless on Tuesday, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, we we actually ended up shutting down our our uh, our Kempo Dojo just that week. We we took over in December, and then, um, but you know it'll come back. You know, I don't think this is going to be be a forever situation. You know, I mean, I I I, I got to hold on to that because if it is, we're in trouble. <laughs> well, you know what? I know that the world has definitely changed, and so we just got to change with it. You know, I mean. Yeah, I think face masks are here to stay. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, I mean, I respect, and so I I will follow the rules, and I will wear my right, face mask right. where I'm supposed to wear my face mask. But as soon as I don't have to wear my face mask, that face mask comes off. You know, yeah. um, no, my face mask has a dragon on it, so I'm all like, if I'm gonna walk around with the face mask, better do I'm, it in style. I'm I'm gonna do one that makes me look badass. So like, rawr. um. But yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that that you have a flair for the dramatic. I mean, I do so, so I much do, so really you know. I mean, and um, to the point, you know, like moving in and, and working out with uh, with Seth Rollins and putting him through his paces and stuff. That must have been pretty dope, dude. You know, working out with him has been. It used to be okay when I first started CrossFit. He's the reason I even knew what CrossFit was in the first place. For uh, those of you not in the know, Seth Rollins is a. He's a WWE uh, if, if, professional yep. wrestler. He is phenomenal. He um, He's one of their top guys, and he uses his platform um, as a celebrity, and a person, as an influencer, to bring fitness to the wrestling community at large. And the wrestling community is not known for its fitness. Like, and you're talking by wrestling fans specifically. Yes, wrestling fans. Yes, wrestling fans. Yeah. Wrestlers are generally pretty well fit these days. Some of the ridiculous specimens in the world. Oh my sure. gosh. Yes, they are. Like, um, but like the things that they can do mad respect to them. But um, yes, uh, so when I first started CrossFit, it was because I my favorite wrestler was a crossfitter and I, you know, if, if it was good enough for him, it could be good enough for me. And so like, I remember, um, you know, wishing that how cool would it be if I could work out with Seth Rollins? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, how cool would that be? And I've done it in person five times. So, and, you know, working out with him, not a lot of people can say that. It, you know what? It blows my mind that he even knows my name. You know, <laughs> you know, it's it, you right, know when sure. you yeah, because I I was a fan for so long. I mean, okay, I say was, I still am a fan. I respect his work, but like what he has done for the wrestling community, bringing fitness to it. Like I am, I'm here because of him caring enough about the wrestling community. Um, 
Because CrossFit, finding, you know, gastric bypass, finding CrossFit, it saved my life. Like, I have no shame in admitting that I would be dead without that. You know, like, I am aware enough to know that I didn't have long left. And I was able to turn my life around and do the work. And now I have a life. And now I get to do really cool things like work out with Seth Rollins, but not only that, um, you know, also Cesaro and Bailey and Becky Lynch. These are all other wrestlers in the WWE. Uh, um, Becky Lynch, my, my favorite female wrestler of, of all time right now. I, I, I love her. She's amazing. And she's super sweet too. Um, absolutely love her. And, you know, that's another really cool thing about, um, these wrestlers who have been able to work out with is that they are down to earth people. Like if you did not know who they were and walked into a room, you wouldn't know they were famous. They don't act like (laughs) that, you know? Um, but I will say the coolest moment was I was in Brooklyn and I was working out and I, um, Cesaro, he's like this huge guy, all muscles, but he can move. Like he is really good. He's like a, phenomenal athlete. I beat him in that workout. You know, I don't care if he was RXing and I was scaling, I still beat him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, you, you, you know, you, you take your wins where you got them. I, and I do, I, I do. I've got video uh, cool. evidence. I got video evidence <laughs> of me beating him in a workout. I barely beat him, but I beat him, you know? Um, but he he's another super cool dude. But yeah, and then uh but yeah, I've got to work out with Seth Rollins. Um and it's really freaking phenomenal. <laughs> well, and and you know, I honestly the thing is is so for those of you not into wrestling and I I've, I've kind of come I grew up, you know, I was born in the 80s, like early 80s. So like, you know, I first wave, you know, Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, (laughs) you know, Million Miller Man, you know, uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, all those guys. Like I was, yeah, I was, I was all into that for sure. Randy Savage. And um, and, yeah, hundred percent, you know, uh, Roddy Piper, all all of those, Mm. that old school. And then, you know, kind of when I, as a teenager, uh, I kind of fell out of athletics entirely, and then I got kind of cynical about you know the the performative aspect. And then in the last, I don't know, say six seven years, um, and especially in the last say three in particular, um, I, I kind of learned about Diamond Dallas Page and about his whole process, and 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 I and I started started examining kind of what people were doing. Um, the, 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 the real tip over for me, I wish I could tell you who wrote the article. Um, but I was reading in black belt magazine and, uh, it was a guy who was a, an MMA fighter and he was, he just wanted to, um, he wanted to kind of go see what the, the pro wrestling guys, you know, how they worked out and stuff. Cause he was impressed with them and where pro wrestling has gotten to now because people have seen the UFC, they've seen Bellator, they've seen all these things, the suspension of disbelief of the the predetermined matches and what people will like accept. Like they they have they have to up level their choreography on such a giant level. Um and and the thing that the difference between a lot of the like the the pro fighters is they're not having a fight every night. They're not working two hundred um, 
some of them 300 nights a week, which some of the, the guys in the, and, and gals in the, the wrestling circuits are like, there is a giant amount of punishment, uh, that these people, and the fact that they're able to still function, you know, and, and for me, again, I'm kind of coming back to wrestling after a long time out from it, um, in terms of paying attention to it. But I mean, I look at like, I, I know he's mostly retired, but if I'm like in my sixties, I hope to move half as well as, as DDP is now. Like that, this not it's not you don't you don't do that and and still not have consequences. Right. I have mad respect for uh, DDP and what he has uh, produced with like DDP yoga. Like it has saved lives. Yeah. Like Jake the Snake Roberts is here because of Diamond oh, Dallas dude. Page. I cried. You know? I watched. So if you haven't, anybody who's whether you're a wrestling fan or not, anybody who's listening, hundred percent go watch Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It, you will cry. Like I don't care if you're a wrestling fan or not. It is. Right. heart-wrenching it, and, it, and encouraging at the same time yeah it's it you know ddp is a um not, jake the snake is a like he's he's still active right now like he's a manager on another wrestling show called aew um which i also watch um wwe fans don't hate me i know there's this rivalry thing between aew and <laughs> wwe right now don't hate me i love wrestling um but like, also speaking of Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, like the re- one of the reasons why Chris Jericho is still at the top of his game. Like Chris Jericho is in his forties, yep. you know, and he is still a main event wrestler. And I know he does DDP Yoga, and um, so it's it's a good program. It saves lives. So I've got mad respect for anyone who's like doing Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. You know, so yay! I, I well, yeah. did it for like two months and then i i'm sorry i got bored with it i'm not a yoga person it, it is it is sort of a <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, even for people who are not a yo it, it is still yoga it's it's yeah. not normal yoga for sure no it's uh, you know, not doing it um at the same time it, you know for me like it has been a part of my f- fitness regiment uh but um you know i need the high intensity so you know but it is it, it has saved my it has made my shoulder and my neck like joints things that i would have thought okay i'm i'm done you know i'm not you know it, it's brought it back where i didn't think anything else could so it's it has its spot in the in the spectrum of, of activity for sure yeah and like it, it's not normal yoga like for the little bit that i've done um i've also done normal yoga a little bit but like when i say i'm a relaxed shout out yogi, to jj oh my gosh yeah shout out to jj <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> jj oh man is it he's he's a really pretty man i just want to say that you know <laughs> he looks like one of those elves from lord of the rings you know <laughs> Um, he has that whimsical like like when i was doing his 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 black swan and, and you know the the yoga uh sequences that he he did as part of the challenge like it, literally there were times where i didn't want to do any of it and then he'd he'd say something in the middle of I'm like bah! and i'd have to keep going like yeah yeah you know what you know just like not just the on it six yogas but like just um the programs in general like sometimes when you're like feeling like oh my gosh this is killing me like john will say something and be like where did that come from that's hilarious and then you then you start to look forward to it during the workouts you're like all right that part's about to come up here it comes here it comes all right ah there it is (laughs) okay i can continue you know what it feels like i like since i've in the last probably six years um i've done more like different video-based workout stuff and i've been you know on it definitely has been a huge part of that uh 
well, more recently, to be honest, but still, I feel like I'm in a, I was a big video game kid because I, I had to be super careful about like what types of activities I did before I lost my eyesight. So I played a, a ton of video games and I feel like I'm in a video game when I'm following along with, with like, I'm like, I'm in like, you know, forget like Xbox connect or whatever. I'm, 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 I'm following coach John and I'm, I'm doing these, these froggies and like, that's my, that's my video game right now. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like a choose your own adventure and you, you, you have your easy quote unquote, then you have your level two, which is your medium. And yep. then you have your level three, which is your hard. Yep. And then there's the super secret level fours. If you can get them <laughs> from John, you know, <laughs> right. Right. You know, um, but they are, they're like a choose your own adventure. Um, and I, I hover around uh, the level ones on a lot of things, but with like the barbell and the kettlebell, I can do like the level twos and threes, but I'll still, um, and I'll play with them and I'll play with the movements, but sometimes I really just want right. to stick at the level one just so I can refine and build and, you know, uh, really focus on my movement and it saves things like my shoulders or my knees or, yep. you know, even my back if, you know, it's in that it's just a really great programs because they have a lot of restorative movements, especially in the durability. Like yep. I am in love with the durability program right now. Um, that's on my list now for sure. Oh, do it, do it, do it. I highly recommend the durability. Like it's not as intense as say like body weight. I mean, it's, it's real low key, but it'll still work. It would you. be a good adjunct to like a larger thing. You could easily do, well, not easily, but you could incorporate it into your normal thing and not have to make durability like your main workout. Definitely. At least yeah. that's, I think, I don't know if you said that somebody did for sure. Oh, oh I know that right now, um, I do durability and then I'll also do some heavy lifting. But then again, I, that's generally how I use the on at six programs anyway, is I will do an on right. at six program. And then a few hours later, I'll go lift some really heavy barbells, you know, um, yep. and it works out. And my body is not beat up when I do it because I'll also do the cool downs. I will do the yoga, even though I'm a reluctant yogi, you know, I will still do it. <laughs> and, um, now I'm having that evil, like reluctance resistance where it comes to foam rolling because the CrossFitter in me is all like, ew, foam roller, that's mobility, disgusting, you know, because <laughs> yeah, mobility is a dirty word for CrossFitters and any CrossFitter who tries to tell me other words, look deep inside, you know, the truth. We hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, so we're, we're talking about some positive stuff for sure. I, 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 I mostly I kind of wanted kind of, we'll, we'll get there. I, I, I think, um, some of the things that I, I was thinking about though, that I wanted to make sure that you maybe glimpsed into, if you don't mind, of course. is you were talking about in the interview that they did with you on the, on its site and, and other places that I've, I've seen kind of learned about your story. Some of the things that you did before, um, you had this moment, and and I don't know if though if if some of the the things I'm going to mention, you feel free to, to grab any of them. I, I um, am an open book. You take us down this bunny trail. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering how they fueled you in in kind of moving forward. So there was there were two that not a lot of people are open about. So um, I, I've been watching 
there's I've been checking a couple of YouTube channels where they're talking about um like fat acceptance and and not just acceptance of body but like like just like healthy at any size stuff and like then this sort of like fetidization even of big people mm-hmm. and one of the things that I like my heart kind of broke for you for a second um when I was reading about your experience um, doing the the super beautiful you know giant the, the, size yeah, whatever the, yeah. the term is where you're SS basically BBW, wearing lingerie super size, big, eating pies for, yeah. for people's like fetish yeah that was like one of my not proudest moments in the world like if it, it, a lot of people they have regrets and granted that helped turn me into who I am today but it's one of those things where I'm all like you know if I could have not done that, I'd have been okay. Um, but mainly because it it felt degrading. Um, but I was doing it because I how do I put this? I think I was exploring acceptance and who I am and who my bo- and what right. my body is. Because like you I, I understand the whole like fat acceptance, healthy at any size thing. Cause I am definitely one of the healthiest people you'll ever meet. Um, but I still, I don't look like it. Um, and, but I do still take care of my body, but, uh, then I hated my body even up until this re- as recently as this year. Um, yeah, I, you mentioned that like in August, like you had kind of a bit of a shift or something. I did. It was, uh, um, I had a shift towards my body uh, at the end of the first On It Six Challenge. Um, I had a moment where I was dancing in the living room and I'd closed my eyes and I saw this vision of myself. Um, but I knew it was me, but I didn't see any flaws for the first time. Wow. And I, it, the vision took me and I... I, I just like saw myself as perfect for the very, very first time. And that's something that a lot of people fight to feel even once in their life. And I know that I was doing the, like the pies and the lingerie. Ultimately, like I will say I was doing it for money as a way to find money because I thought that's what it was for. But in a way, I think I was trying to accept my body for what it was, but going about it in the wrong way. But I was yeah. still doing it the with the tools that I had at the time, you know. So I was still do, making the best decision I thought I had, even though, you know, I would. It, it in a weird way, it did teach me some sort of acceptance because I realized. I don't want to do that. It's degrading. It's not the best way to live my life. You know, and and anybody who does that, again, not my cup of tea. If you're comfortable with it, you do you, boo-boo. It's not my thing, (laughs) you know? Um, I, I... I don't know. We're getting into weird territory here, you know. <laughs> no, there's, there's no. It's you like, feel free to be on filters as you want to be. Yeah. Don't even okay. Worry about yeah. It. I it, it. I was. I was not happy to like it, it. Super secret. Like I would film myself eating the pie, but then like I would just take a couple bites, and then I would cut the camera 
and I would feed the pie to somebody else. I'm like, I can't eat this. Like, I don't want it. I didn't want it, but that's what people wanted to see. And that's, that's not healthy. Like, I don't, I, yeah. I know that there are fetishes out there of like people, they, they call them feeders. People yep. will feed the person, the big person food. And that's not healthy. It, it's just not. And it doesn't matter if it's pie or whatever. They just want to see themselves stuff themselves. And that does, like, I know that was doing psychological damage to me. And you know, that's something that I've had to heal myself through because it also played into the bad relationship with food that I had, you know? Um, yeah, sure. Because I, I mean, you don't tell a binger to binge and then tell them it's okay to binge, you know? Um, I never got the purge part. All right. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of, um, um, eating disorders at all. It's just, I, I know that where I was and what I'm prone to is I'm a binger. That's, that's one of the reasons I got to almost 500 pounds. You know, it's like you eat all the food and then you feel terrible about it. And then you compound that with here, let me eat food in lingerie. Okay, cool. I'm wearing lingerie for the first time. So I accept that part of me being in lingerie, but now I'm compounding it with here, let me bench. And so it's just this weird cycle. Um, I am not, I would not do it again um, at all. I have more respect for myself than I did then. Um, and I think I was just trying to find some sort of weird acceptance wherever I could. Uh, because sure. when you are that way, you, the world treats you differently. They treat you um, like you have done something wrong, like you are a horrible person. Um, and the world isn't built for people who are that size. And so you've already got a lot of... Um, Insecurity. Is shame a common thing? Shame is very a and common that, thing, especially if you go into a restaurant and all the chairs have arms on them and you can't sit in the chair because your hips are too wide. So yeah, and then shame you can't is sit huge. in the booth because the table doesn't move. Exactly. You know, or you go to a and this is actually something that happened to me. The last time, like I have not been to Six Flags since. That, that was so traumatizing. Um and it's nothing anybody at Six Flags did, all right? Six Flags had no, sure. like, no. I went to go get on a roller coaster, and I was too big. Oh. I couldn't sit in like the seat. Like, they couldn't put the strap, they, they, couldn't they, they bring could, the yeah, thing down. To- they couldn't bring the thing down. I couldn't really fit in the seat, and I had oh. to get, like, I had waited in line with everybody, and I had to get up and walk out, oh. and everybody else got to ride the, so, like, I literally haven't been back uh, to Six Flags since. Do you, have, do you have any intention of ever reclaiming that for yourself? Maybe one day. Um, I love, like, I'm a thrill seeker. Like, I am yeah, a legit a, thrill seeker. Like, you throw, yeah. like, I loved roller coasters. Um, they scared the holy living crap out of me. Um, the scariest roller coaster that I went on, I don't even know if you would call it a roller coaster. They would just take you up this tower and you were like in this metal box. And then you were like six stories up and they pushed the box out. 
and then they just let it drop. So you were like, (laughs) that was it. Like in that second, right before they let it drop that anticipation, like you were, you might as well have just thrown up. You know what I mean? It was that scary because sure. then it was like. Poof. Yeah, I, I love for stuff like that. I love things like yeah, that. Like yeah, I, I, like I like I want to go skydiving. I'm like, I'm that person. I'm a thrill seeker. Um, It just hasn't, the opportunity has not arisen to go to Six Flags. And I don't think it's open right now. Yeah, that, that's all right. <laughs> one day, um, it, one day. Well, when you do go skydiving, um, the thing that will mess with you, or at least certainly mess with me, uh, you know, the, the three times or so that I did it is hearing birds chirping below me. Oh, weird. I want to hear that. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It, it, yes. Like, you know, cause, cause I was already blind when I, when I jumped, but like when, when, uh, you know, cause they just had a, a, a radio, right? Like I yeah. didn't do tandem. Uh, so they had me, they kind of radioed me down and you kind of steer your chute as you come in for your little landing or whatever. Okay. And, you know, at first you're like, when you're falling, you're like, Oh dude, this is crazy. And then you're, um, cause I, I did a static line jump. I didn't do as high of a jump as some people do where they'd usually do the, ta- the, the tandem, you know, basically okay. with mine, you're, you're attached to a thing and you, you basically hang from the strut of the wing and then you let go and then your, your shoot basically opens in about six seconds. So you're not really free sounds falling amazing. for very much. That, oh, that it's, sounds it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's rad. But as I'm coming down, I'm like, what's, and I'm like, Wait, those are birds. They're coming down from below my feet. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> There's cool. nothing like that at all. It, no, it's, it's a trip for sure. That sounds uh, just, well, trippy. Uh, sorry yeah, to. I, not not really a way to other, other way to describe it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I know that like, I, I've been flying uh, a lot lately this year. I know the worst year to go flying and I'm flying. Um, <laughs> Actually, I did talk to somebody, by the way, who works w- with a couple of exceptions. Um, you know, the air, the air that's circulated through that plane, people think it's recirculating within the plane. Uh-huh. It's actually circulating out and you're getting fresh air from outside the plane like every two minutes. That, that's what I heard. So it's actually probably some one of the, I, I just learned today that it's probably one of the safest areas. If you're going to be enclosed with a whole bunch of people, it's actually probably safer than, you know, say like if you're going to like a bar or whatever, because, you know, of course we nice. all know drunk people has have respect personal space, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But um, well, what I was gonna say is like my favorite part. Well, I love all of flying. Like I love all of flying, but I love I love takeoff and I love landing. But there is just something really cool about sitting on the window as you're already up, looking down and seeing birds. I'm like, oh hey, what's up? It's a little bird, or or I guess it would be a big bird if I'm seeing it in a plane, um, or or even other planes underneath you. That's sure. trippy. I'm like, wow, I'm flying. Yeah, I, I turn into a big kid when it comes to airplanes. I'm like, yep, I'm getting on a plane. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you kind of done a bunch of stuff, and 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 I mean, you've have like we could probably. Deep, dig deep. I'm sure there's there's got to be a book and a podcast and or things in your future. Um, you, you got you anything in the works? Actually, I, I do. Um, I am also part of um, Fit for Service. And okay. um, one of the challenges that we had this month was to um, 
write ourselves a self-love letter. And I laughed, not in a bad way. You, you've been pushing a bunch of that, or not pushing, but you've been posting posted, a bunch of those. Yeah, I, I that was another practice that I began um, in the first challenge was back in February was writing self-love letters. because, And the reason I started them is um, I was going into a transformation challenge that involved fitness and being from the CrossFit and powerlifting background, I was like, all right, I can handle this fitness. I got the fitness part, but if I am going to be in a challenge in the spirit of the challenge, I have to do something that is uncomfortable and I have to do something that is transformational. And I had just really started on a self-love journey and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start writing myself self-love letters and see how that goes. And I'm going to post them as accountability in the tribe um, just to make sure that I do them instead of, sure, you know, like, oh, yeah, I sure totally did that. Yeah, whatever. But no, I was basically- <laughs> When you're uh, accountable to show it to other people, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, so what, what was funny is like after the first challenge ended, I kind of like- took a break a little bit and I am actually coming back from another break. Cause I, I don't want to feel like I have to do them, you know, cause right. then I'm not in the right intention of writing these. And then it becomes a chore. And and it, it becomes it, a it's chore. not like a positive. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, why am I even doing this? You know, I love you. you know, um, <laughs> but, um, so when the, I, I began them, I didn't realize how transformational they were going to be. And I w wrote one like every day of the challenge and I posted it. And if you look at the very like day one to day 42, it's night and day difference with how I'm even speaking to myself in the letters, much less what the content of the letters is. Sure. And, um, fast forward to fit for service. And so I, um, messaged, one of the people in fit for service. And I'm all like, it's really funny that this is our challenge because I've been doing this. And what's really amazing is how transformational it really is. Because when you're loving yourself every day, taking that moment to express love to yourself, you really do start to love yourself and you start to not accept things that you used to accept that caused you harm. You really appreciate yourself and you become protective of that, you know, and it's not about getting mani petties. It's about knowing your truth and loving you where you are at. You're like, okay, yeah. you're working on yourself. That's awesome. But I love you now and I'll love you in the future. But Hey, I also loved the past you that you were. And that is a really scary thing to some people. And because people are like, well, what do I even write? I'm like, all right, if you, all you write is dear you, I love you, me, that's a start. That is a start. Start there. You know, well, it's kind of like those people who, who say, I can't do 50 pushups. Well, don't do 50 pushups. Do one. Yeah. Do one. Yeah. And, um, so I actually posted, um, a self love letter in, uh, the fit for service, uh, general chat that we have. And I'm like, Hey guys, I felt really compelled to share this with you and, um, you know, be really vulnerable because one of the things that we're told in fit for service is just be, you know, don't be afraid mm. to be vulnerable. Don't think that you have to be seen. Don't think that you have to perform to be seen. 
because you already are. And, but also be open, be vulnerable because everybody else is too. And the soft love letters are one of the most vulnerable things that I do. Um, because I, I literally, I sit down and I think to myself, I'm like, all right, self, what is it you need to hear today? And then I just start writing and, you know, like I get in that headspace and I, I literally talk to myself and then myself talks back. Um, it, that's the best way I know how to put it, but okay. So, um, the person, so after I posted the first love letter in the mm -hmm. fit for service, um, the, I was approached by somebody who wants to publish my self-love letters. And so, so all of them or, or like a, a selection of them or something. A or, selection. Um, yeah. we are in the works with it. Like, like brand new, like I have to transcribe them, you know? So like, cause I, I handwrite them. That that's one of the things, yep. um, for me, I have a journal and I handwrite them. And for me, handwriting is deeply personal. It, it just uh, it gets something in your in your mental and emotional makeup that that yeah you are it, it's you, yeah yeah you your thoughts connect to like it's like your thoughts go through your heart down to your hand and onto the page you know and that's the best way I know how to put it of why I handwrite and um. I, it, it, they just approached me like, Hey, let's get this public, you know, like let's, I'm, they're starting a, like a little online publishing company and they want to, uh, publish. And so they came to just get a selection. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you know what? I've got six weeks worth of letters from day one to day 42. So we're, we've been talking about, um, pu publishing the first 42 letters because, the purpose of the book isn't just to publish letters. It's to take right. people on their own journey and help them start their own practice of self-love. And so like the first part of the book will be like, all right, this is my process. Find your own, you know, the, like that's right. cliff notes, you know, <laughs> of a book that's not even written yet. And then like the next part of the book is the practical application of this was what my day one looked like. This was what my day two, this was my day three. And then just let people read these letters and read the six week journey that I went on. Um, and so that's the concept of the book. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You know, cause, cause, cause the thing is, is, um, you know, in, in my, my thing. So with, without, you know, it's a, you know, I'm more interested in about your story, but you know, it's just for reflecting back. Like, um, I went through, uh, you know, a period when I first got into surfing and, and surfing competitively, like just three years ago, three, four years ago, um, I had a very effective coach, but it became very kind of kind of toxic. And, and there was that, and I, I kind of did a reset and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. I have an amazing uh, coach and, and people that I can surf with now that are much more about me as a person rather than a, uh, a means to an end, um, in terms of their own coaching profile or what, what have you. And then you have any kind of transformation. Um, if, if you don't love yourself where you are, the, the, the transformation or the, the, pattern of behavior that looks like transformation is just it's performative and you will get burned out 
and and yeah. and and for me i to the point where um you know i was very successful you know i've been surfing for but like with coaching anyway since maybe september of 2017 and here i am you know uh top visually impaired surfer in the country and and yet uh i am uh, you know there was a period where i I hated surfing a year and a half two years in i hated it and at first it was one of the most amazing things in the world and it in the last especially the last six months to a year probably have kind of you know you can't do anything when you're with the first month or two of quarantine or whatever you want to call it um the power of, of loving and accepting myself. It's like, okay, well, this is where I am now. And I have to love myself where I am here because I may be embarrassed at, at how I handled my response to this. I may be incredibly sh- have tons of shame associated with that thing I did 15 years ago. Um, and be- before I actually really, you know, could trust that I could accept love from other people. And if I could learn to love myself, then I could learn to trust that, you know, maybe there are some people who mean it genuinely. Maybe not everybody is in an opportunistic sort of situation. It can be a a healthy thing. And the more you have that love for yourself, the more you can accept and discern the love from other people and and, and kind of... It, the more I, I guess I, f- I feel like and and maybe with your own journey because you've done a lot of deep work on this the more you can learn to love yourself the more you can perceive what is genuine when other people express it to you at least that that seems to be my experience I, I agree 100% and love everything that you just said because you're 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 100% spot on um if you the, the intent behind with, at which with which you do things matters. And if you yeah. talking from my own experience for, like I said, I only discovered soft love. Like it's, it, it's that magic, two magic words that is thrown out that is so misunderstood because they, people think self love mm-hmm. is let me go get a mani pedi and a massage. No, it's deep inner work to really like look through the things um, that are inside and these traumas that you go through in life and saying, yeah, okay, I'll deal with that instead of just letting it fester and rot, um, to cause troubles in the future. Um, with self-love, you are able to discern what love out there is genuine. Um, you, you just, when you love yourself, you don't put up with people who are being false and then you don't have any problem calling them out on it because you love yourself enough to be like, look, what are you trying to do here? Or, you know, because you're like that their opinion of you doesn't, this is going to sound terrible. And, but I'm going to say it this way anyway. Um, their opinion doesn't matter to you because you love you and you're willing to be bold enough to call somebody out on their BS. And if, that's the case in that particular situation. Of course, do it in love, you know, like right. know your audience, you know, like, <laughs> you know. Well, so, and then, then too, when you, ha- when you get accomplishments or mm-hmm. you get awards, you can be like, you know what? You, you don't have to say, oh, I'm not that good. You can say, thank you. Exactly. And, 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 you know, and you can accept that. And if you know you worked harder 
then like especially in any kind of competitive because i don't know i have no idea how crossfit competitions work um if it, i don't know how it, the scoring it, is done i just go in and work yeah. out <laughs> well, well and that's the beautiful part right so um it, you know, when it comes time, there've been times when I know I surfed better than the guy that was surfed was scored ahead of me, but you know, like I'll get in my own head for like an hour. I'm like, what are you doing? And, and the, the thing is, is that you get to enjoy the, the process and you do it because it's good for you. And yeah, there's a competitive aspect. Okay. There might be money or, or, or sponsorship or something on the line, but you know, you do what you do because it's good for you because it's a way you can love yourself. Right. And it's that, like, that, sh- that changes the whole, then you don't care. It, it doesn't mean something to you about you when, uh, whether, regardless of whether other people recognize it. Exactly. It's like when you do your best, then you're okay with whatever the outcome is. Okay. Yeah. You may have wanted to win. Like, um, okay. For example, I'm going to pull from my life. I wanted to win the first on at six challenge. I wanted that. I was disappointed when I didn't. Uh, full disclosure, yeah. you know, I was happy for the people who did. For sure. But I wanted to win. And so when I started the the second on it six challenge, that 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 kind of changed. You know, it no longer became about my win. Um but I knew that I was going to do my best and I wanted to help everybody do their best. So that's what my mission in the second on it six challenge was, was it's like, I love myself enough. I know that I will do my best, but I also love myself enough to know that I can empower the community to do their best too. And that's what I focused on is, you know, being okay not winning because I was still doing my best and I was helping other people do yeah. their best. It turned That's out probably that why I Coach ended up John winning. encouraged you to, to, <laughs> to like help so much out with this last one, you know, yeah, like he would I, not have asked you if you would have had the, a, a crummy attitude, even if you would have been subtle, like, you know, you like clearly he was paying attention and was like, all right, you know, Angie's understand what it's a, understands what it is about. Wow. I get paid to speak sometimes. I don't know if you knew that. I can't speak well. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, like, like he he perceived that because when you have that shift, and it's like, all right, that's what this is about. This isn't about ah, I'm going to win. This is about helping lift. And that was the, honestly like, um, and no, uh, on it does not sponsor me. I would not say no, but I will say it anyway. The the thing that is so cool about the tribe in our group, um, and you know, I, and I've only been in it for like a little while, is the the community, the encouragement. You know, um. Like people who have no idea who I am, they're like, they're like, dude, I dig what you wrote or, 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 uh, yeah, I've been there too, man. I hate that. You know, it, it, there's, there's that, uh, th- there's something really cool about not caring and, and being able to enjoy the triumphs of, of your fellow humans. Yeah. That's one of the things that makes the, like the on it tribe. And again, guys, you know, well, there's no sponsorship here. Oh. <laughs> no, there we really wish. isn't. Like there really no, no, isn't. No, there really like, isn't. It's just, you know, um, but we, the, the coolest part, cause I was part of the tribe before the challenges. Um, I've been a member of the Facebook group Could, for a minute. Cause you've for, been working out at the actual physical gym for a while. Cause you moved to Austin with your work, I think, right? Well, Is that the, how the, 
Uh, no, I moved to San Marcos. San Marcos is about 30 minutes south of Austin. Okay. Okay. And I, I eventually I'll live in Austin. You know, one day, that's the goal. So, again, right. the opportunity has yet to present itself to me, but I will jump on it as soon as it does. Um, sure. But the Onnit tribe used to be quiet. Like, there would be a couple people posting here or there. Um, like I was one of the ones that would, you know, cause I, I would post my workout stuff. Uh, and, and I actually started going to the gym. It'll actually be a year this October. Um, before that I was a member of a gym down in San Marcos and it's actually the gym I coach at now. Um, <laughs> congrats on making the graduation to coaching for sure. Yeah, That's pretty, thank you. Thank you. Dope. Thank you. Uh, you know, um, hashtag goals achieved. Um, now, <laughs> no, I, yeah, that was one of the things when I first started, uh, being started in CrossFit, I knew that I wanted to coach, um, because I wanted to, again, empower people who were like me, you know, it's like, if I can do it, you yeah. can do it. But back to the other question, um, I, the, the tribe came to life in the first challenge, like it blew everybody's minds, like being where I am and that I do get to work out up at on it gym. Um, I see a lot of people that are behind the scenes and so I'm friends with, mm. you know, like Maggie and Sarah and, you know, I'm friends with John, but I'm, you know, friends with other people who are behind the scenes that like say are behind the cameras that you don't, see and people yeah. who are on the social media team and everybody was blown away with the way that the tribe came to life in the first challenge. And it has only built each challenge of how yeah. loving everybody well, and right is. now we're not even in a challenge no, right and, now we're, not and, even and, and a challenge. we're still posting still stuff and you're, yeah. by the way, did you finish that giant grip of lamb that you bought? <laughs> <laughs> There are no lambs left in my house. I eat them all. <laughs> yeah, Lamb this is, is not a vegan. We are a vegan accepting, but definitely not a vegan podcast. For, I, I for. actually used to be carnivore. Um, I was actually that. That's a whole nother story about yeah, whole, I the intent behind yeah. things. You know, like. Yeah. But okay, okay, I'll get to this. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> all right, I'll get to that in a second. So much stuff to get to. Dude, I'm a, I'm, when I say I'm an open book, I should probably yeah, be like, I have yeah. volumes. You, you need, well, you're, you're <laughs> taking that step and you're going to have a book that people can read. So yes, you know, and, and I'm really hoping that that book helps people find love for themselves. Um, but the tribe has like, people were blown away. Like people in the, in the on it, on it, people, employees, they were blown away by how beautiful everybody has stepped up. Um, and then to watch it just grow exponentially. And again, like we're not even in a challenge, but people are still posting. People are still loving. People are still supporting. And it's not just fitness. It's people are posting about when they're depressed. People are talking about, yeah. you know, posting and looking for support for quitting smoking. Uh, people are changing their daily habits. It's not just a fitness exercise thing. It is a lifestyle and I'm about to steal their tagline, <laughs> but, but it fits so well. It's about the total human 
in the optimization. Right. Like what, where, where's your head at? Where's your heart at? Where are your emotions? How can we be there for you if you are having a bad time? You know, because we understand that that's part of what makes you the best human you can be is all that other stuff. Because when all that other stuff is in line, then you can feel okay to worry about your body because when we're stressed out, taking care of our body is the last thing on our mind. Like let's, let's, let's admit yep. this. Let, let's, well, let's, and we can all think well, back to about, you know, what, seven months ago or six months ago when, when quarantine started you know, and we all gained dude, I was, pounds. I was, eat, I was eating the whole pizzas <laughs> and, and like, like, like it got to the point where like, no lie. I, I was spiking my beer with vodka. Dude, okay, I figured it was the end of the world <laughs> when I was buying Twinkies and White Claws, you know? <laughs> okay, by, by the way, I bought White Claw. I had never had a White Claw until probably about a month ago. Right, okay, I don't drink. This, like, that, that's not my... White, white Claws are good. This but is not a this is not a, an impingement on on the South, but I'm, I'm gonna say it right now: white claws and white trash shit right there. <laughs> Dude, I love my okay, okay, okay. See, it's tasty. I, like I, I get it's it. Tasty. Like I'm not gonna, you know. And like, okay, I'll have one. I I don't I don't drink soda, and I love my sparkly water, like my Waterloo's and my Lacroix. Got some Perrier in my my fridge. I right love now. my Perrier. Yeah, I love my Perrier. You know, I love my sparkly water. And then you give me sparkly water. With alcohol in it. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I told myself, and, and and here here's here's the downfall I got into. So I, I I told myself I wouldn't have really much in the way of alcohol until I started competing again, and and in terms because there was a big you know lull, uh, obviously. Um, it's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll let me let me try this gluten free thing down because I didn't realize I had a hernia. I was like, this stomach pains because I have celiac disease, right, or something? Oh wow, what? Uh, no, yeah. I don't. You know, but yeah. but I was like, well, White Claw, that's gluten free, right? <laughs> technically, yeah. Um, technically, pork rinds are gluten free. I mean, you hey, can eat a can por- of Crisco, and that's technically gluten free. So you, you know. know what? Pork rinds are my go to chip. All right, those are my hey, go- like pork rinds no- and guacamole are my go to snack. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> throw some hot sauce on that, and you dude. Got, I get the spicy I'll- pork rinds. Just, just get the pre-spicy pork rice. All right, all right. Now I know my my next like like cheat snack for at least for me because like I'm not doing like a high fat yield thing. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rock some spicy pork rinds and some guacamole. Yeah, so. I'm not too okay. I'm not too big on the carbs. I'm not against carbs. I just know that my body feels. No, better. your body responds better to something you That's know a little different. Car- yeah, I, yeah. Um, like I'll still eat carbs when I'm about to lift or if I'm in the morning. You know. Um, and I love fruit, so that's my main source of carbs. So, like, I am yep. like really chowing down on peaches lately. Like, you put a peach in front of me, it won't be in front of me anymore. You'll get a seed though. <laughs> um, so, but I, I really enjoy my spicy pork rinds and guacamole. But we were talking about the tribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all right. There is no direct. There is right. no need to to like go. That's okay, the beautiful cool. thing about all podcasts. Right. There's as no hard line. Can, yeah, as long as we can go down all the rabbit holes, we're good. Because I and it doesn't. And by the way, and, you know, um, there just because you're on once doesn't mean you can't be back on a second time. Sweet. So like when your when your book actually comes out, you know, we'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll circle back around to it or something. You know, totally, totally. But yeah, um, you know, like. I, I did end up winning the second challenge, and it's because of the community. Um, I w- was surprised when I won, 
honestly. Like, I was like, what? No I'm way. not. I was. With, like, with, I was. With, well, I'm sure you were at the time. You just focused on doing your thing. You yeah. Know? But that's that positivity. I think that that shines through a little bit. Like I said, I barely knew anything about you. And I was like, dang, she's freaking into this. All right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was... Um, I actually was, I, I missed the deadline on the essay um, by like a day. And you're like, I'm like, oh man, because I was going to do it. And then I like had fallen asleep and I was going to just submit it the next day. No, no, I, I'd missed it. And I'm like, oh no. So I wrote this little thing and posted it in the tribe saying, hey guys, I missed it. I'm sorry, but here's, here's what I went through, you know, because I figured if anything, I could just put yeah. my you know, my experience on there and be like, okay, sure. cool. I didn't win. What ifs? I wasn't even trying to win. And, right. um, Maggie from the social media team, she, uh, she had me send her the essay and she's like, I'll see if I can get it in, you know, if they'll, if they'll take it. And, right. Cause this is pow- powerful stuff. I'm sure is yeah. what she was saying. And, um, they did. And I'm like, okay, yay. I'm done with the challenge. I wrote the essay. I'm done. Now, now everything can run its course and I'll, I'm going to cheer somebody on to win. Next thing I know, I got a email saying I was a semifinalist. And I'm like, I'm not done. No. <laughs> <laughs> like crap. Now I got to record a video Wait, now, too. Now I got to, now I got to put this on video. What? I don't even know what to say. I was not prepared for this. You know, I was prepared to be done. Um, and then I, I actually recorded my video, um, again, the day it was due. Cause I had North idea what to say. And I, I did it in one, one take, which is rare for me. Usually it takes me like 50 tries. Cause I'm like, ah, no, I don't like When that. you record your outgoing voicemail, how many times do you re-record? I haven't had to record it. In years, it's probably the same thing it was right. ten years ago. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> for being totally honest, yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I, I got this phone number. Um, Don't give it out on the podcast. We'll edit that out, though. Right? No, I'm not giving you my phone number. No, um, I got it a, a couple years ago when I decided to go native because I'm from the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area of Texas. Right. And so when I decided that I was going to get an Austin bank account, I was going to get an Austin phone number because I'm not leaving. Um, I, I've never made an outgoing voicemail. If you called me, it's just like, this number is not available. Please leave a message. Like, I just know. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, that's so rad, though. Like, going back to the, the whole thing and the process and, and then – like oh dang you won so yeah yeah and then i sent in the video and i'm like okay i'm done i sent in the video my my hands are washed i'm good i'm gonna watch somebody else win i'm gonna celebrate that person i'm good and next thing i know hey you won wait what i won wow (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean i won and 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 that goes back to the whole point when and i think this is probably a you know, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see where our time is at, but I think that's probably a, a good thing to kind of circle to is, you know, when you don't care about the, re- the, the recognition from others, you know, when you're able to do something because it's good for you and you celebrate whoever wins, mm-hmm. you know, then, then you're not getting in your own head and then you end up doing your best. 
Yeah, I was um, at that place of self-love because the self-love that like I'd started the letters back up again. And when I'd started them, okay, because after the first challenge, I took the break and then I started them back up in the second challenge and people were happy that they were back. And I'm like, I didn't realize that they they got that much out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just posting, literally posting these for me as accountability and then people had missed them. People enjoyed them. People were inspired by them. And that blew me away too. Um, and so like for the challenges, like I, I continue, like I make sure that I write them every day and then I, then I take a break. But when you love yourself, you are unattached to the outcome again, circling back, you know, um, I, didn't care about winning. I know that sounds terrible, but it was like, okay, I wanted to win in like, you're you in a wanted competition. To win, but it didn't mean something about you if you didn't is I think right. is probably what the distinction yeah. is. Yeah. In, in fact, I forgot there was a prize for a hot second. Like people kept asking me what the <laughs> prize, I'm like, I, I don't know what is like, I had to look it up after I won. I'm like, oh, hey, that's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's really nifty. I get that. Are you serious? You know? Um, and but yeah, I I was unattached to the outcome. I I was really excited about cheering somebody else on and like for this third challenge, I got to participate, but I get to cheer somebody else on. Right. Now you <laughs> definitely don't care cuz you already won. You're like, yeah. all right, I don't have to worry about that at like, all." Yeah, you know, there there for a second there I'm like, I even asked them like, "Hey, can I can I still participate in this third one, you know? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're not going to make you not work out. That's dumb. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, what do you mean you can't participate? Like that's, that's silly, Angie. You're so silly. Pat, 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 you know, <laughs> but you know, and then being asked to be a coach for the third one was, that was mind blowing, you know? Um, and that's, it's funny. It's funny. I tell everybody on it that I I have I give them a blanket yes. They just need to tell me when and where to be, and I will be there because I just believe in what they do so much. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm 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 all in. Like I take the supplements, I do the programs, I work out at yeah. the gym, I live the lifestyle. Like you know, it's. That's what happens when you get a CrossFitter into the on it thing. They stop talking about CrossFit <laughs> and they just talk about on it the entire time. Um, <laughs> but um, I was asked to be a coach because of what I was, did in the second and first and second challenges. You know, I just showed up and I wanted to help people. And I, you know, if I had the expertise, I would answer the questions about movements. Um, you know, I, I was coaching from my keyboard and the first two challenges, but especially the second challenge where it stopped being about me. Um, yeah. And so John asked me to be an online coach for the third challenge. And it was so funny. It cracks me up because he asked me as if I was going to say no. And I'm all like, John, come on. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, he's like, if this is something you would be interested in, it's like, what do you mean? If I already told you, yes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like, but even then 
I, I still have my own challenges that, that I, that I faced and I went through, um, sure. during this challenge, like just because I won well, and the second. you even posted another essay, this challenge too. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't submit it. I still posted right, it. But you though. shared it with the group though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause you know, y'all. The, the tribe are my family, you know, it's like y'all are my tribe. Um, I love going and meeting people. And that's one of the things that I've tried to do. Like every time I have flown to a different place, I'm like, Hey, is anybody in the tribe in this area? Let's meet up, you know? Um, so, so I have to ask you, have you yeah. ever been surfing? I've never been surfing. I want okay, to, well, I when, you, when you come th your next trip to San Diego, this area, uh, we, we will get you on a board and you will enjoy the wonder that is the ocean. So I, I know I it's not an, you know, absolutely hundred percent. I, I am, I'm on board. I'm, I'm saying yes to this because, you know, it's not just you that I need to come visit in San Diego, but it's also, uh, Maurizio, the, the guy who invented, uh, the hydrocore he's in San Diego. Oh dude, that's right. Yeah. Dude, I gotta come. Well, and, and uh, David Weck's out here. If you're familiar with who David Weck is, too, uh, I think he, so. he does a lot yeah. of functional. He, I think he made the Bosu ball and did a bunch of things. So there's a whole. If See, uh, I just there's a whole <laughs> mess of people who are into slacklining and stuff out here too. There's a whole big community of that oh, out here. Oh man, if you haven't done that. I I am the worst slackliner. I can sit on the line and not fall. I have yet to stand on the line at all, you know, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't try. Um, I'm, I'm that person. I like to like, I, I kind of use fear as my divine GPS. If something makes me afraid, I'm like, all right, let's go towards it. Let's figure out why. And that is the exact mindset that, you know, that that's what we're trying to foster with, you know, like, um, I, I can't like literally adventure mind was a hashtag I used several years ago and now it's, now it's a thing. And that is exactly what it is. It's about living, uh, on purpose, right? Like mm -hmm. doing the difficult and the scary stuff because that's how you build strength and courage. Like you're, you're a woman of faith. I'm a man of faith, yeah. albeit unconventional, you know, uh, God tells people to be strong and courageous. Well, you don't get strong by, by sniffing weights and reading about kettlebells. You, you get strong by lifting the weights. Right, you don't exactly. Get, and you don't see how much courage you have by only doing things you're not afraid of. Right. You, like one of my favorite little facts about the Bible is how many times that God says, do not fear in the Bible, whether it comes from an angel or a messenger or Jesus, right. you know, how many times right. do not fear? Oh, it's, it's in there all over the place. It's 365, one for every day. That's dope. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I, and not that I don't fear, but I don't let it rule me. I, because I, I'm of the mind that in our world, we have two opposing energies, fear and love. And I would much rather live in fear. I mean, live in love than in fear. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna live in fear. Uh, yeah. No, see, I'm also okay making mistakes. Cause you know, I love myself. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's funny. That's going to be hilarious. That's yeah. your soundbite. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Live in fear. No, um, no, I would much rather live in love yeah. than in fear because in love there's freedom and yep. in fear you do everything you can to avoid being afraid. And so fear still rules your life. But in your, yep. when you're in love, you're like, Oh, Hey, I'm afraid of that. But I know I that I'm bigger than that. 
you know? And I love what's behind that more than I love the, the fear that prevents me from getting there. Exactly. You know, and, and again, it's not like I don't have fears. It's just, I'm like, okay, there's something there. What is it in me that is fearing that? What's the, okay. Like if you see a tiger in front of you, okay, that's a good point to be, that's a good time to be afraid. Run away. Fear has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's a biological thing in us that helps us to survive. Yep. But Again, it's just a tool. Like a gastric bypass is a tool. Like a hammer is a tool. Your fear is a tool. For me, I use it as a GPS. If something makes me uncomfortable or afraid, I'm going to examine why, you know? And it is very much an adventure. You know, I I say I go on an adventure all the time. (laughs) My life is an adventure. My mind is an adventure. Like everything in life should be an adventure because then it's exhilarating. And that's another thing that can be born from facing fear is exhilaration because then you have that, that moment of freedom where it's no longer fear, but wow, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Even if it's running from that tiger and Outrunning that tiger. Wow, this is freaking awesome. I'm Dude, I just outran a tiger. Holy I just <laughs> outran a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those of you who are thinking about trying to outrun, outrun tigers, don't. Yeah, they're Metaphor. fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fast. They're really, you'll be, really you'll, fast. You'll learn what it, quickly what it's like to be tiger dinner. Ha. Yeah. And the, the tiger will say, you're great. I was wondering which one of us was going to make that reference. It was me. It was me. Uh, you know, you're the one who was going to make it the was, Tiger King reference now. It was, it was in my mind. Now. I, 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 I set him up and you knock him down. There you yeah, go. Yeah. N- now you have to make the Tiger King reference, though. I'm sorry. That's on you. Here. <clears throat> I saw tigers. <laughs> I understand. I saw tigers. And a tiger saw man. It's the first time I've ever sung on the podcast. You're welcome. I am not disappointed. That was worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> and that darn Carol Baskin, anyway. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure that's not the quote, but I'm I'm okay with you editing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Man, there's drama but, there, too. You know, as far as yeah, Carol Baskin's yeah, is going. I'm like, yeah. what? Well, they opened up the case. I saw again. I yeah, saw. they're opening up the case. They're like, wait a minute. This is a little fishy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I've been on this, what they call like the hero's journey, you know. Um, and it's funny when people who are also in this realm that we are, they, they talk about facing your fears as slaying your dragons, right? And I'm like, hey, yep. hold up, guys. Hold up. Why, why we got to be slaying dragons? And for those of y'all who don't know, my nickname is Water Dragon. I, I am a dragon, you know? Um, <laughs> um, and so I, I look at making the dragon my friend versus slaying my dragon. Um, and it works out. Shout out to Hiccup out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dragon? Hey. Yeah. Um how does it how to train your dragon, yo? Yeah, yeah. I should write a book. Um <laughs> <laughs> How to love your dragon. Um but 
you know, Be- better than chasing the dragon. Yes, we don't want to <laughs> chase the dragons. Um, my dragon's name is not Puff. It is a magic dragon, but it's not a Puff. The magic dragon. No, um, my dragon's name is Felcor. Hey, that is a luck dragon. Luck. He's the coolest dragon. I love that dragon. Shout out to Falcor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like even then, you know, the it's still turning your fear into a tool, even if it's, yeah. you know, you're slaying your dragon, or in my case, I'm making friends with my dragon. Um Fear is not something to be ruled by. You are to rule your fear, you know? So how best to do that? Face your fears, you know? (laughs) Just face them, all right? It's like you start off small. You know, I'm not asking you to hold a spider in your hand. That's huge. I'm just asking you to pick up a weight, you know? (laughs) Walk into a gym, you know? Heck, pick up a 2.5 pounder, you know? Like you're... you're, God, like I, I know I'm going to get canceled and told I'm fat phobic for saying this, but you know your 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 uh, 64 ounce big gulp is heavier than that 2.5 pounder dumbbell you're picking up. Right, and it has less sugar. Um, <laughs> high in iron, depending. High in iron, yeah, it's high in iron. Just l- lick a weight. You're a good. No, don't lick weights, guys. Don't. That's. I don't think that's. Uh, Especially. It's probably not COVID safe. I'm. I'm no, guessing. no. I, I hear it's not COVID safe. No, <laughs> granted, at my gym, we they say they, down they say they say everything. wear masks, keep six feet distance, and lick weights. Isn't and that what the CDC the, says? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what the CDC says. <laughs> lick the weights. Lick, go lick. Go to a grunge gym. You know that's got like stuff hanging from the ceilings and go to the wreck area at Joe Exotic's Tiger Park. Yeah. It smells like old sweat. Go lick a weight. Okay. Don't do that. Remember I said, I'm not a doctor (laughs) and and I'm a comedian. Don't pay attention to what the heck I say. Come on now. (laughs) I, I, I have flights of fancy and I will say things just for a laugh. So, I mean, I'm not a comedian, but I think I'm funny. (laughs) Well, hey, Angie, thank you so much for for joining me. Like you jumped at the chance and uh, you did not disappoint. This has been beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. And if you ever want me again, I am happy to be. Here. Rock on. Or there. Okay. You uh, you got me to sing for the on the podcast (laughs) for the first time. So I am a winner. Yes, that's what I do. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Absolutely. As always, adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you.